see those little dark things that look like dog poop or something? They're really little, but they are crusts. Mary O'Brien is an ecologist who speaks up for the voiceless and downtrodden. Today she advocates for a group of tiny organisms that live on top of desert soils. Composed of bacteria, mosses, and lichens, biological soil crust, or biocrust for short, holds onto the soil and keeps it from going anywhere. Although it is easily mistaken for just another patch of dirt, or dog poop if you're feeling especially imaginative, if you didn't know what biocrust was, you might never guess its importance. What's so exceptional about this unsuspecting creature? That's all crust out there under that pinion and spreading out. And if the crust wasn't there, the thin soil on top of that slick rock would just blow away. But once it anchors it, then more soil can come and anchor more, and so it expands habitat. Mary works in Grand Staircase Escalante National Monument, where biocrust lives in its prime habitat. Today, like most days in Utah, it is hot and dry. From beneath the shade of a one-seed juniper, Mary points out the four-winged saltbush and sagebrush scattered between patches of dry desert grass. Plants here have spread out, distanced themselves from one another so as to soak up enough water to survive. So most of all, Mary sees the dirt, filling the empty spaces of the desert. It is a sandy, dusty kind of soil. Mary's steps have left exact imprints in the loose ground. Any crust that might have lived along this path has been trampled away. You do these transects on crust, and if you have crust, you're walking on them. So you try to walk as carefully as you can. You try not to spin your body around, you know, with your feet. Um, you, you try to be as light as you can on it. Mary has struck upon the Achilles heel of biocrust. Though it withstands strong winds and harsh rains, when stepped on, it becomes little more than a pile of ashes. This is the heart of Biocrust's troubles. Eighteen years ago, President Clinton announced he was going to turn Grand Staircase into a national monument. Why was this land worthy of extra protection? Biological soil crust was one of the reasons Clinton offered. At the same time, he declared his new protections would not interfere with the land uses already in effect for the area. From there, the battle began. It has been ecologists versus ranchers ever since. Today, a majority of the monument is grazed by cattle. While livestock trample the ground in a matter of seconds, biocrust can take thousands of years to develop. With the grazing, the crusts have been destroyed and the sand's on the move. For the good of the crust, Mary thinks the Bureau of Land Management should change the way grazing works in Grand Staircase. But many ranchers don't see why they should take their cattle off land that has been grazed for generations. If they allowed for some of the grazing to not be done in the monument, they're going to be sued. Change grazing and the BLM will get sued. But keep grazing as it is, and the crust will be lost. The conflict between biocrust, ecologists, and ranchers goes far beyond what Mary works with in Utah. She shows a map of the United States. See where our dry lands are? That's where you're going to have crusts. Aridity is designated on the map by a tan outline. Mary points to the American West. They're in the Mojave Desert. They're in the Sonoran Desert. They're in the Colorado Plateau. They're in the Great Basin.
Even though biocrust has been part of the West for ages, it has never been part of the culture. Crusts are as much a part of the West as any cowboy, but you'll never see a biocrust star in a Western classic. For many ranchers, the idea of crusty soil is far from charming. Steve Boyce is a Nevadan public lands rancher who doesn't get what's so great about crust. I don't see it as a healthy natural state for the soil, and a lot of people do. To me, it's just a band-aid on an unhealthy soil. Now, some areas probably it's the only option because there isn't enough precip or nutrients to have things growing, but you're a lot better if you have something growing in that area rather than just crusted over. For Steve, crust is a bearer of bad news. A biocrust sighting puts a spotlight on space not occupied by plants for his cows to munch on. And the cows gotta munch, or Steve will be out of a job. But is biocrust the culprit or just the messenger? Mary believes the super microorganism is just misunderstood. People can say, biological soil crust. You know, who cares? But she sees crust as a hero of the tiniest scale, serving us all as it fights a larger battle. There's the old image of, you know, you've got an airplane flying, which is our whole Earth system. You take out one rivet, is, can the plane probably fly? Yeah, you take another one. At what point you take so many rivets out, it falls out of the sky? Biocrust is that single rivet that keeps the airplane from falling to pieces. When biocrust isn't there to cover the soil, we come face to face with our everyday villain, dust. It may seem pretty harmless when it collects on your bookshelves or beneath your bed, but dust is a whole nother thing when it lands on snow. It is like kryptonite. When you get the dust coming up off the monument and it gets entrained in the atmosphere and it lands on the snow, it's darker, so the snow melts more, and as the snow melts, it stays on top. It keeps being dark on top and it's speeding snowmelt by about three weeks, leading to 5% decrease in delivery of water to the watershed. It's bad news for all of us when dust lands on snowpack. This is the snow that feeds our rivers, and rivers provide the water that hydrates our cities, grows our fruits and veggies, and refills our toilet bowls. As climate change turns the heat up and the tap off for the drylands of the United States, Protecting our snowpack is even more critical. The last thing we need is dust messing with our snow. So when Steve looks upon crust with disgust, he misses the point. When he sees crust, he thinks of the plants that could be growing instead. But biocrust doesn't outcompete plants. It occupies space where plants would never be able to grow. Biocrusts stay alive even if they've completely dried out while plants wither and die without enough moisture. Crusts can take the heat even when the flame is on high. They keep our dry, barren lands from blowing away in the wind. They keep our snow clean and the water coming. It is time we hoist biocrust upon our shoulders and run it around the stadium in a victory lap. It is time we give crust the credit it deserves. For National Public Lands Radio, I'm Mona Law.